Hey guys, before we uh, start, we want to give you guys all a heads up that we're going to be talking about some really heavy topics, and be aware. Be aware? Be aware. We're going to be talking about some real-life sexual predators and pedophiles in the role-playing game industry. And they're horrible, and they're monsters, and we hate them, but it should be talked about so we all know what's up. And we are never explicit to the behaviors, but they are mentioned in the broadest terms. And we don't want to make anybody uncomfortable or realize that this is not an episode they want to listen to when it's too late. Right. So if you don't want to listen to us talk about the topic of Zach S. and Matthew McFarland, then instead I highly recommend that you go to episode 130 and listen to us interview comic book writer Donnie Cates, uh, who talks a little bit about how to craft great stories. Because he writes for Marvel and is pretty cool. Hey. I hey, what? That's my favorite episode that I'm not in. <laughs> really? Yeah. All right. That's, I mean, that's, you're not in like four. I, and it's my favorite. Aw, thanks. All you're right, welcome. Let's go. It's mostly him. Roll for initiative. Welcome to the Honor Roll Podcast, the podcast that helps you level up your role-playing game. Tabletop, LARP, mush, and everything in between. We're not better gamers than you, we just all have different experiences to share. And maybe we can help you have more fun at your game, because the only way to win a role-playing game is is to to have have fun. fun. I'm Ryan the Curmudgeon, and joining me as always is the legend, Carrie. And of course, Jason, the favorite. And also the one who's least prepared. Oh. (laughs) What do I say next? <laughs> uh, welcome to our new patrons. No, we do the other part first, don't we? No, I don't know what we're doing. Go- close enough for government work. Before we get into close uh, enough for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, before we get into the meat of the matter, let's get a report on our Patreon backers. So, Carrie, take us away. All right. Well, we have twelve patrons. Ooh. It's very exciting. Wow, that's 12 times more than when we started. I know, right? We just it's had like the one patron. People, we, we had one? Yeah, Cameron. He sent you Cokes all the time, or Pepsis. Well, that's yeah, artless. but that was, that was for my art. And that's 12 thirteenths of our listenership. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> that's very exciting. No, oh. but everybody everybody should go to our patron and support us and become patrons. Yeah, Absolutely. it's at patreon.com slash podcast, mm-hmm. and you can get free stuff if you do become a yes. patron. And um, I, I think we should mention all of our wisdom. Yeah, if you back at a certain uh, level for a certain amount, how much? A wizard level. Okay, you can you can have a shout out on our podcast every week. Yeah. So who's first? Uh, Cameron Pruitt, who's my favorite because of the Pepsi thing. It is. Although I will say that uh, Brittany brought me Pepsi yesterday, so she's she's coming for your for your (laughs) your favorite title, Cameron. Look out, Cameron. Cameron keeps posting that he's at Disney World. I know, like, like every every week. other weekend. Well, I think that's where he lives now, isn't it? It's <laughs> very much making him move down and not be my favorite. <laughs> well, I'm he actually lives moving, in the secret tunnels. I'm actually moving towards bitter jealousy, <laughs> and eventually that's going to become a rage-filled hatred. Right, right. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. Who else we got? What about Ryan Martin? What about him? Yeah. We always ask that question. What about what him? What about him? What about you, Ryan? You're my favorite Ryan. That's right. All right. You know, he bought that house and then vanished. We he never did. hear from him anymore. Well, that's what happens when you buy a house. You know that. Did it eat him? Ooh. Ooh it's like a monster house. What about Drew Stevens? What about him? Hey, what Drew. About I him? just bought another. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
I just bought another Power by the Apocalypse book, Drew. This is your fault. You got me started on them. No. <laughs> no. It's a Pibta book. It's a Pibta book. Actually, it is the Pibta book. I bought Apocalypse World. Nice. Which is actually a pain in the ass to buy because it's not on Amazon. So I had to buy it from the website of the guy who owns the company, I guess. And it's a little bit of a hassle. I don't know why. Hmm. We've also got Noah Coltrip. I heard from Noah about his answers so did, that we can roast his character. Did we get the answers? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> he just let me know that uh, things were hectic. He's not forgotten and he's, okay. not holding, he's not holding it against us, which is good because it's your fault, Noah. No, hey, Noah, <laughs> you get them to us whenever you can. Yeah, it's all good. Anybody else, Carrie? Um, yeah, we, we've got uh, Werecat Bloop-a-Boop. <laughs> oh, where cat loop of Speaking of people who are well prepared, <laughs> I actually think that uh, I like the idea that you didn't prepare anything and just pulled that out of your butt. <laughs> That's the noise things make when they come out of my butt. Uh, well, it's better than when Ryan just uses uh, people he knew in high school. Oh. <laughs> Look, we're going to do a whole show on that someday. I thought oh. we did do a whole show oh, on no. using names for people in high school. Oh. Who knows? Well, if somebody wants a shout-out, <laughs> would we love to give them one? We would love to give you a shout-out. <laughs> you, can, you can get a shout-out by better. helping us keep the show on the air by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash podcast. So. So. <laughs> you going to be all right over there? Yeah. I, for those of you listening, uh, you may have noticed Carrie's feeling better. I am. A little bit, yeah. So, 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 so. so and she so, had so, ice so. cream today, so that's I did. Good. Mm-hmm. I, I feel better, and I had ice cream. All right. Well, when last we left our intrepid adventurers, we were here at this table recording this podcast because we're losers. Yeah, yeah. That's what we do every week. Yeah. All right. Well, Carrie, what's new with you? Oh goodness. Um, I be, I I don't know if it's new, but I have been doing my Twitch streaming. It's not new. You it's tell us about it every week, and we're sick of hearing. I'm about sorry. It. Okay. <laughs> How's it going? No, it's going really, really well. My um. My viewership is slowly edging up, so that's always awesome. It takes time. And, yeah, it takes time, and um, it, it's really neat. Uh, on Friday, we had uh, somebody, Dakota streamed on Friday, because that's that's what we do, and she... Uh, and we Dakota had, is your nine-year-old daughter? It, it, it's yours as She's well. She's nine? Oh, yeah. I thought Ooh. she was 12. She's mm. nine and a half, yeah, nine, right? Thank you. And uh, we had somebody from Turkey... Who was on talking to Dakota? And oh, that you was showed really, me that picture. Yeah, and and they were educating her on some Turkish words, and, right? Turkish and, delight, and uh, uh, some they they sent some link, links for some Turkish art, and that was really cool. Oh, I was hoping you were going to say sausage links. Mm. No, we no, you know what? Those online. I will say this: everybody on Twitch, specifically when Dakota is streaming, right. they are all kind. In in like when Dakota's like let's play truth or dare like everyone's like this is the cutest thing ever well, you know it is the wholesome content it is it's very wholesome which is weird I'm not a, I, I'm you know. I don't know that I'm okay with her playing truth or dare yeah <laughs> um, I feel like I feel like there's an issue here that maybe we need to and I uh, oh dear and um, let's see what else I'm I'm waiting for a costume piece to come so in the mail for next next week on Carrie's <laughs> Twitch channel my nine year old daughter plays never have I ever oh my god. <laughs> Look, you've got to learn somewhere. I love to start building up her alcohol tolerance now. I love oh. the idea, though. Of, I just now I'm imagining Dakota playing that game, and she would be like, 
Never have I ever eaten Brussels sprouts. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. everyone would be like, "Ooh, new Twitch uh, yeah. channel." Dakota does adult games, but in a but in a but we don't let her know that they're adult games, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, I'm waiting for a costume piece to come in the mail. I'm really nervous. Oh, what is it? You haven't told um, me about this. I, I, well, okay, I ordered a Lolita dress. You did for, tell me for my for my Nosferatu, yeah. um, but I'm really nervous because I ordered it from Wish, so I got a five X. <laughs> I hope it fits. That's okay. I ordered something from Wish, and I paid extra to make sure it would be here before uh, Christmas, mm-hmm. and I ordered it in November. Right, and it's going to be delivered any day now. <laughs> <laughs> it's t- it's hung up in customs. I have no it's idea something. where it is. Yeah, so like I'm I'm really nervous. Like I, I keep getting the email saying it's going to be here any day. Yeah, and so I'm nervous that it's not going to get here in time for Kanuga. Doesn't that almost make it worse? That yeah. Wish keeps sending you emails. Uh, going, uh, I forgot about there. you. I'm going to I'm going to get this package. And then see? I'm really worried like it's going to come Friday, which is the day of game, mm-hmm. and I'll be like, yay, it's here. And then I'm going to pull it out and try to put it on and I'll fit like one of my fat legs in it and that'll be it. And well, it'll be really sad. It could be worse. I I can't imagine how. But. Uh, yeah. Th- thanks, <laughs> jackass. Well, I mean, but, um, <laughs> I, have, I have also, well, in my experience a few years ago, I was like, I'm going to wear this cool suit to this vampire mm-hmm. game that I haven't worn in a couple of years. Yeah. And then I was like, no, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm driving to Goodwill to see if they got any bigger vests. Oh, yeah. And jackets. Absolutely. Um, but I did also, uh, I got a really cool surprise today. I was uh, Facebook messaged by one of my mush players, and she was like, I commissioned something for you. Oh, okay. What was it? And I was like, what are you talking about? And she had taken one of the scenes that I had ran for her. And she gave it to a different artist and had them draw it. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and like I was like, she was like, I just want you to know that you're an awesome game runner, and I love the fact that you helped me with my plot, and I had a that's great cool. time, so I, I wanted to give this to you. I think that the important thing for our listeners to be hearing here is tell your dungeon master or your storyteller that they're awesome when they're yeah. awesome. And commission and it, artwork. Well, and commission. Well, you don't have to commission artwork, but but it's nice. But I I would like to plug the artist. Oh, who okay, sure. Did that? Um, it's Ninja Monkey Studios. We'll put we'll put a link up to their Facebook. Okay, um, sounds good. Can but, you post the art or not? Uh, not yet, because okay. what I was sent was like the rough draft, and they're okay. finishing it up. It looks but, cool. Yeah, it was really cool, and it was really sweet, and it meant a lot to me. And so I wanted to tell Callie, thank you so much, because uh, I know she listens to us, and that I really appreciate that you thought of of the scene that well. To be it able also to do that. reminded me how many sexy romantic scenes you like to run. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, you're the saucy one. No, here's the thing: is Mush lends itself to romance novels. Like, it, you know, as much as, you know, like, girls like to have romance. When, I mean, we, when we talked last week about how sandboxes tend to be a little more character-focused mm-hmm. than a narrative-run game and does. that's true of Mush's yes, remember, remember one of the things we talked about was how Mushes tend to be more sandboxy. To me, yeah. it looks like it's all a bunch of slash fic. <laughs> no, no. But it can be. I mean, it can be. But, you know. There are certain, look, there is, let's be honest, for anyone uh, who has ever mushed, let's just be honest. There are plenty of people who log in and you'll notice that their character never leaves their home. Mm-hmm. 
It never leaves their it, bedroom. But you know what? If that's what they like and they're not hurting anyone else, We whatever. talk a lot about, like... I'm play, not crapping on those people. Play it's the just, game. I always think it's funny. Yeah, but you run and play the game that you want to run and play in. Yeah. And mm-hmm. for some people, that's what's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, you know. Um, but, uh... Oh, I had something. What was it? I don't know. What was it? Was it about this mush? It was about... And how it's doubled in size. It's up to four people. Wrong, now. wrong mush. <laughs> was, okay. it about, was it about running porno scenes on your no mush? Oh, crap. Mm. I used to be on a chat game, and they always called those uh, black dog scenes because it was a white wolf chat. On a mush, they call it... TSing. TSing? No, it's called tiny sex. That's what it stands for. Oh, that's yeah. awful. Right? <laughs> wait, I always, wait. It's not tiny the size. Sacks. How dare you? It's <laughs> not the size of the sex that matters. <laughs> oh. It's how you type it. Oh, tiny sex. That is not the worst possible name. Right. When I first started mushing, I kept calling it little sex. (laughs) (laughs) And and Ryan kept going, stop it. That's not what it is. I'm like, are you little sexing right now? And he's like, no. What about you, Jason? What have you been up to? Well, I tell know us what I'm going to be news. up to for the rest of the week. Tell us the good news. <laughs> Tiny sexy. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. T- today, uh, Friday was my last day on night shift, and tomorrow I go to the oh, day thank shift. Oh, goodness. And I should be on a more regular 40-hour-week schedule instead of, I guess I was doing like 60. Well, take it from me. It's important to be regular. Yeah, well, That's take why it we're me. late I'm, recording. Uh. <laughs> I'm rolling two days. Which means my bowels are going to think it's nights for the next week, oh. and that's not going to be good. So you're going to be like your best dump's going to be right before bed. Instead what do you of mean right, when you right before? Up. It's going to be like wake up at midnight, oh. <laughs> uh, be hungry, and also sure. Yeah. So what's cool about this though is it means that next week's podcast you'll be able to tell us of things that you actually did, as I, opposed to just going I worked again. I, I don't know because next week's podcast will be. At Kanuga? Yeah. Right. When this comes out? Yeah. yeah. And you know what? Let's take this is a great opportunity to just say next What a segue! Segue. <laughs> next week we are recording a live episode at Kanuga at eleven AM on Saturday. Chattanooga time. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. And then if you decide you uh, like us and you wanna hang around, uh, we have a panel then at uh, one, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm telling you now. Oh, okay. What panel are we doing? <laughs> the panel. Is, the panel is called "Dealing with Turds at Your Gaming Table." Oh, and so we're going to be talking about how to deal with problem players. So, so I will bring an air horn because that's how I deal with problem My players. Goodness. We're not the. We're also going to be. We've got a couple other people joining us on that, but uh, we may record that too and just release that as like a special thing. Yeah. Okay. Who, who else is on there? Uh, I know that Derek Sheets, who owns Game On in Chattanooga, is going to be Fun. there uh, because he deals with a lot of problem players in board games, and so they're sure. gonna, it's gaming in general, not yeah. just role playing games, but. Um, well, you know, it's all the same to me. They're all the same bad people playing them, too, so That's it right. all works out. Yeah. Sorry. I, I mean, I've had the same kind of negative experience playing Warhammer fantasy battles as I have at a LARP. Because right. it's the same attitudes and the same Is that what they call people. it in your game, War, Warhammer? Because they call it Little Sex. With <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to say anything about why they call some things Little Sex. And other things the Warhammer. <laughs> <laughs> but it's probably related this is not to like why some people drive big trucks. Anyway. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, uh, but seriously, what has Ryan been doing? I had I've had a crazy week at work. 
for whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, this has been a recurring whoa, whoa, theme. Whoa, whoa. You never let me use that as an excuse. I know, <laughs> because your works, you you build things with hammers. War Sometimes. <laughs> whoa. Yeah. Now, I've had a, a <clears throat> uh, you know, some, I, I do communications at my work, and sometimes there are crises that need to have oh, media statements. We had, yeah, we had quite a, a few this Anything past week. Anything you can week, talk about? So. No, not really, but... Um, just drama with grandma. Just, what? <laughs> um, but anyway, so we've just been been dealing with with some of that, and uh, uh, and then we're also rolling out some new um, a new software thing for for Facebook posts for our our facilities out in the field and stuff. So cool. so anyway, so work has been really busy, but uh, also continuing to do work on the gun belt. We're I'm trying to get uh, a we're trying to get a play test packet out and up on drive through. Um, wow! As what is that? As we can, you'll have to tell us all that is involved in doing that. Yeah, as soon as I find, figure it out. Right, that's the that's the hard part. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. And so once that's once that's ready, that'll that'll be getting out, and um, that's kind of. Do you have uh, an estimated due date on that? What you, you know, want? Well, what I would like is to have it up before before Kanuga. I'd like to have is it that, up. Oh possible. wow! Okay. You think you're actually going to be ready for that? It's just close enough that it's possible, but it's not close enough that I feel good about saying it'll happen. Okay. Just so, to be honest. If, yeah, if yeah. it happens, you'll post it on our page. Right. But what we do have is, is you know, yeah. I'm going to be running some some pickup games during Kanuga of it, and uh, folks who play are going to get, you know, the cool Herodon postcard and stuff. And Yeah, I've seen that know. stuff. It's great. Yeah. It's so. okay. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Well, the artist is great. I don't know. Yeah, like cards, right. Yeah. So there you go. So hey, I will say I've been looking at some of your character art you've had out in the last couple of times you recorded, mm-hmm. and it is it is stunning. You're really uh, you've really got something there. I hope so. Yeah, that's the goal. I hope right. so. At some not point, bad for your age. Yeah. Oh, and this is kind of exciting. I was part of an actual play podcast. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah. The, so um, I was invited to play Die Laughing, which is you know we've done an actual play of that. On this show, mm-hmm. last with Craig season. Campbell, right? Craig Campbell wrote it, and uh, and it's 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 a ton of fun. It's super fun. Uh, it's kind of a, a more of an improv. I would call it a role game. play party game. Yeah, that's that's probably fair. It would be great to be sitting around playing that, drinking a couple of beers with some people, right? And and so it was a lot of fun. Um, I. I died second to last, which Whoa. I felt like was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So, and uh, it's die laughing. The object, the the point of the game is you're in a horror movie. Everybody's going to die. Uh, but anyway, it was it was a lot of fun. That was done in partnership with obviously Nerdburger Games, who mm-hmm. who that's Craig's company that wrote the book, uh, and also with uh, the guys over at Corpses and Curios. That's uh, Chris Pastelnik's podcast. They, right. do, they do actual plays of masks. Uh, and some other things. So mm-hmm. we'll, I can I can put up a link to that. That uh, that was done on Twitch, right? We actually played it over over Twitch. Yeah, yeah. Th- on Craig's Twitch channel. Uh, eventually, though, it will be up on the Nerd Burger YouTube channel. But right. I'm told it may be a month or two before that happens because he's gearing up for uh, the Capers Noir Kickstarter. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, but but it I miss will... Capers. I want to get on Capers Noir for sure. Cool, and uh, it will be. Released though in an audio format as a podcast through Corpses and Curios. That was, I guess, the the partnership that they did. Was yes. Corpses and Curios was going to release it as an audio piece, and then uh, you know Craig's going to release it on his Twitch channel or on his YouTube channel as as a video thing. But it was cool. a lot of fun. So I played right. Trent the Jock. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> so so you you watched how they did it on Twitch. So we'll be able to do something on Twitch eventually. I did not have. I did not watch it on Twitch at all. 
Did okay. you use the camera though? No. Somehow, because I am not a techie. Somehow, so clearly, we all watched Ryan play. Mm. Right. So somehow, <laughs> now Carrie, Carrie was. I was twitching, actually twitching. And while you were. Oh, at, that's right. And you were at work. I was at work. So, but uh, anyway, we actually did the video part through a program called Zoom. Mm-hmm. And then somehow Craig, he was able to connect his Twitch stream through Zoom's software to put each of our faces on a big backdrop with oh, in frames cool. and stuff. And it all looked really complicated and beyond me. Okay. okay. Well, maybe we can reach out, though, and ask. Yeah. But the game was fun. That's but the game really was matters. a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Trent, you know, was he's awesome, bro. <laughs> did, did you not in our live uh, stream? You were no, you were a nerd that time. I was a nerd you? that yeah, time. I ended right. up the jock this time. So. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, so there you go. There, there we go. go. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go to um, you know the thing we do after this. The thing we do after this. The thing we do okay. before the last part that we do. Right. Right. Aren't we done? That's a different podcast. We need okay. to have the podcast where we just bullshit for an hour and trick people into listening. <laughs> We could call it combat rounds. Oh, Let's go to combat oh, rounds. There we go. Welcome to combat rounds. That was great. Mm-hmm. That was really good. I like that. Thanks. Yeah. Myself. Today, uh, you know, we came into this episode with all sorts of great ideas about what we should talk about today. Uh, but what we discovered was that as we were kind of getting warmed up and ready for the episode is that the thing that we all kept talking about for the hour before we started recording was the mess going on in the role-playing game industry. And so we decided that we're just going to kind of blindly go in and talk for a bit um, about what a shit show the role-playing game industry seems to be here lately. Some of this comes from uh, the the mess that White Wolf has had, you know, going back the last, you know, year, basically, with the uh, the white supremacy accusations and, and mistakes that they've made and their... Their insensitivity with the Chechnyan uh, homosexual genocide and things like that. Uh, and, and you know, that that's all been kind of addressed by, like, White Wolf Publishing has been shut down and it's been licensed out to Modifius and, and some of the supplements to Onyx Path. But then, now that that has passed, now we're facing uh, a huge new accusation against Zach S or Zach Sabbath sometimes is what he's called. Zach Smith is his real name, right? Right. And Zach also was part of some of the mess against White Wolf back well, two, I know he a year and a half ago. The, the, the vampire game that they wrote for the phone. The phone right? app the phone app game. Yeah. yeah, he was part of that. And that was a big issue when it came out when his the first accusations came out against him. Uh, and so there's a bunch of Zach S stuff coming out this week, and then also there is another White Wolf Onyx Path guy who is uh, facing a bunch of accusations about uh, being a child predator and, and rape, and that is Matthew McFarland, and also his wife, Michelle, is being accused of helping to cover it up with the Independent Game Designers Network and, and things of that nature. So there's kind of a... <laughs> so I, kind I of a collective open, sigh being breathed. I want to open by saying that we sat down and we, like we frequently do, we had lunch before we started recording and we 
we're pitching ideas for this week. Right. Because, you know, while we do try to write stuff up ahead of time, a lot of times we're... we're Sometimes kind of, it gets bias. And it's... and it's uh, We have some off-the-cuff stuff's not bad. Uh, and we talked about nothing else but this problem for probably an hour and a half. And how much we didn't want to do a whole episode dedicated to it. Yeah. <laughs> and here's the reason, because all of us are upset about the fact that the hobby that we love is tainted. And right. unfortunately, once you look outside of our hobby to, to whatever you're part of, it's, it's everywhere. And I think that the, the thing, and, and Carrie was commenting on this earlier, is that it's not new. We just know now. Yeah. This is, if anything, the numbers are lower than they used to be of predators that are in these organizations or in these companies. But the number that we're finding out about is much up. higher. And we're Which finding is a good out, thing. That's a good thing. That is. And we're finding out and people are actually doing something about it. Right. Which is a good thing. Right. Let's just be very straightforward and say that uh, we think all of this stuff is shitty. Right. Done by shitty people. And we absolutely believe these accusers. And we absolutely think that these shitty people should be kicked the fuck out of, out of our hobby. Yeah. So before we talk about anything else, let's just get that out and be very clear about that. Um. So that said, let's talk about what's going on first with with Zach S. I don't know about you all, but you know Zach S was allegedly. We're going to use allegedly a lot here uh, for really legal protection reasons <laughs> for the show. But on a personal level, though, I, I don't believe any of this stuff is alleged. I think it's pretty clear at this point mm-hmm. that he's guilty as fuck. But. Um, he was, you know, uh, he had quite a bit of alleged involvement in Gamergate a few right. years ago. Which we're not really experts on because that was a lot more in the computer game side. Right. Which while we play some, we're not into. But uh, evidently, uh, Zach S. has a huge cult following of people online who when he sort of points, when somebody says something bad about him, he sicks this group on and, you know, there was doxing and, and all sorts of terrible mm-hmm. things happened during Gamergate uh, that he was just just responsible enough to be clearly identified as being responsible for it, but just not personally involved with enough that uh, there was plausible deniability, I guess, is maybe a little strong of a word. But well, my understanding is essentially his method was to say things like, this guy really deserves to be doxxed for this thing they did. And, and then he just put it out there right. and let like, it happen. I, I'm not doing it, but he deserves it. Right. If right. something bad happens... It wouldn't hurt my feelings. Ooh, and, yeah. and, you know, one of the, th- and one of the things... We, we've, talked, we've talked about this. One of the problems with the role-playing game industry is that everybody in it, all of the creators, they're all pals. Right. They're all best friends. They all go... Like, it's, it's a very... Uh, it's, it's a very, you know, we talk about like from a creator standpoint, it's kind of an incestuous community. Like, and that makes sense because there's only so many people out there making role playing games. Right. And, but one of the dilemmas with it is it is really, really hard to believe that our good friend that we had beer with last night is a monster. Sure. Because if you're not with a lot of monsters, only the victims see it. Mm-hmm. Because monsters are predatory and they act normal when they're with their quote unquote friends. I mean, think about it. If someone came up to the two of you and said, Carrie is a terrible person and she's did awful things, 
It would be tough to believe. Right. You guys would be like, no, I know Carrie. You know, like, in, in, you know, and it becomes even harder when there is proof. Yes. Right. You know, if someone gives you proof that I molested somebody or did something terrible, you're going to try to justify it because that's what we do for our friends. Well, it's not just that. When they say this friend of yours is a bad person, you don't just feel like the friend is wrong. Right. You feel like you're wrong. Yeah. What did I, what? how could I could I can't be friends with someone. Right. Like it would have, I would have known. How could I have not seen sure. what a monster carry was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's. Unfortunately, and we, we talked about this with Matthew Webb a little bit, we have to remember that these people have been honing their ability to be monsters longer than we've been honing our ability to catch them. Yeah. And longer than we've been their friends. Right. They, yeah. they know what to do. And it can be subconsciously that they've trained themselves to get away with their worst impulses. Right. Zach went on from Gamergate to... Uh, He is uh, evidently, he has artwork in some very prominent museums. Mm -hmm. He's done a lot of artwork for a lot of role-playing games. Mm -hmm. He was involved somehow as a consultant during the playtest phase of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition. He had a a podcast or a web show or something where he played Dungeons & Dragons with porn stars for a while. I think that's what it was called. D&D with Porn Stars, that was I'm the title of it. That that's the title. <laughs> okay, Points for Creativity, <laughs> Lost. Uh, and then um, and then he helped develop the this phone app game for White Wolf. And did some other writing, but I'm, we're not certain how much. Right. And now, um, and so when the, when the phone app game came out, White Wolf took a lot of flack for it because at that same time there were people making, making allegations and, uh, against... Um, against Zach about behaviors and also about Gamergate. Right. Uh, A lot of it back then seemed to be about behaviors resulting from Gamergate. And some of it was about uh, predatorial stuff. But most of it seemed to be like, hey, this guy is a... Is a jerk. Is a a huge jerk who was involved in Gamergate and is probably, at the very least, sexist. Right. And now uh, his girl, his longtime girlfriend, and several of his uh, more short-time girlfriend, they were they had a poly relationship, and so there were a few other women that were in and out of the relationship right. at various times, uh, and and a lot of many of them, especially his longtime girlfriend, have come out and said that he was a sexual predator, that he was very abusive and manipulative, uh, mm-hmm. and and was not a good guy at all, um, and so. As a result of that, a lot of companies have come out very strong and some not so strong against him. Uh, he's been his his independent work that credits solely to him has all been removed from Drive Through RPG and, and Drive Through. They've pledged to not work with him going forward. Right. Um, they did make a call. Drive Through RPG did, and they said that anything that he was co-credited on would remain on their site unless those companies chose to remove them. Mm -hmm. And that was because they did not feel it was their place to decide. Uh, They didn't want to punish the other writers on the project. Right. Um, And and that's a tough business call to make. Yes. I I, I empathize. I sympathize with them having to to make that decision. Think about if you're a small publisher and you didn't know what he was like and he did a bunch of art for your book and now you're going to go out of business. Right. Because you had no way of knowing that he was a sexual predator. Right. Unless you had already heard about these accusations. And that's one of the things that that I think is so crazy about all of this is how it took the, you know, fourth or fifth time 
that he was accused of these behaviors for our for the role playing game industry to finally step up. Well, you know, we talked about this some when it first started coming out with the White Wolf stuff. And one of the things that we said was, why are you working with somebody who's got all this baggage? There are other artists. Right. And and White Wolf's official statement, which was, uh, you know, we've talked about our dissatisfaction with that statement on this show before. But their statement was, well, we looked into it. We fully, fully investigated. It's all good. Found all of those accusations to be false. Right. My thinking then, and still to this day, is uh, if if you have someone who's been accused that many times of that many things, just don't work with them. Mm-hmm. Like, you shouldn't have to investigate them at all. Like, you should not have to investigate potential new hires. If you have to investigate them, then maybe you should just move on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, why why would you even associate with someone that you first have to investigate? Uh, and the other thing in such a small industry where everything, every decision you make is a big deal. Right. And and there are a thousand people who want desperately to break into your industry. Mm-hmm. Hire one of them. You know, it's not like it's not like that old boys club couldn't use to hire a, <laughs> a, a couple of new a people, a couple of females or trans people or like anything like, you know, it, to bring in some diversity. There are plenty of people that they could that they could open that position up to and Mm -hmm. not have to hire somebody who comes in with baggage. True, true or not. Now that said, I think it's all true. I think that it's hard to, it's hard to look at anyone with that much smoke around them. Who's been accused that many times and not think, well, there's fire there somewhere. Right. You know, I mean, we, we talked a little bit about this idea that, you know, a good person like a truly good person who has not done any of those things could be falsely accused of doing those things once. Right. Right. But when you've got the percentage is low. Right. But it is a percentage. Right. That said, a good person does not repeatedly over and over and over again, get accused of being those things. Well, right. There's Pat, you look for patterns. (laughs) <laughs> My wife, Marty, once said uh, when we knew a person who had been accused of something, mm-hmm. she goes, well, I, I don't believe they're guilty because I know this person. But it because I've had problems in the past with men that puts a little mark next to their name. And if it ever comes up again, then I look back and I wonder. So whew, companies out there, please put a little mark next to those people's names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, so yeah, so th- he also, he also released a statement. Okay, if I was going to release a statement in which I said, hey, even if I'm not guilty of the things that I'm accused of, I'm still a bad person, it would be this exact statement. <laughs> this statement is sick. And like, not like in like the no, kids think it's no. cool kind of way. <laughs> the yeah. kids. I read this statement and I actually thought to myself... If I had any doubt at all that if, if even for an instant I thought he might not be guilty, reading his statement changed my mind. <laughs> it is so manipulative. It's gross. <sighs> he, so like, he opens his statement. Right. He opens his statement with this, with this sentence. It's strange to have to defend myself against the charge of not loving Mandy. 
Mandy is the girlfriend. The Which is not the real charge. The real charge is that you, you know, sexually abused her. <laughs> yeah. Right? The charge isn't that you didn't love her. You, you, in your sick mind, maybe you did love her. The charge is you were a sexually abusive predator against her. And everyone <laughs> else you touched. And then for about, you know, 16 paragraphs, he goes through and does nothing but victim blame and, and move... Uh, move all of the sort of suspicions off of him into her, trying to make her sound Like the real manipulator. Yeah. Now, there's something else out... There was a passage in here I wanted to point out. I can't find it right this second, but essentially it was like, hey, I got accused of choking and smacking this girl. And, well, you know, she she wanted me to. Because, you know, we're in the the community, the S&M community. Well, I read a, a statement by her saying, yeah, we were talking about that sort of thing and that I was into it. And then he just did it without asking, without permission, without in the proper setting. She said, if it had been in the right setting, yes. That's like... That's but, like but I didn't say, hey, Zach, I want to be choked and smacked in right the middle now. of the hallway in a hotel during a convention. Right. That's the difference. That's the problem with people like this. She was into it. That is not enough. Well, okay, to, to take, because I, I know, like, it's always weird when you talk about anything sexual. There's always, like, a weird, like, rose yes. color. You know, like, people always just go, oh, it's sex. And they, yeah. Like, let's. That's we'll, a problem. We'll, pl- well, that's a whole other problem. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I like Pepsi. I like to drink Pepsi. I don't want someone to shove Pepsi down my throat. Right. Without my permission. Yes, exactly. And that's that's what it boils down to is like there was no permission. And if you read this letter, to me, that tells you exactly. Yes, a lot of these women were into these group relationships from what, I, you know, from yeah. what little bit I know about them. They were into whatever. stuff. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. But that's not enough. There are a couple <laughs> of other interesting things about his statement. The first is that he goes way out of his way to point out how broken all of these women were. Absolutely. Right? Now, first of all, it's awful because in one side of this, he is clearly going, I wasn't the broken one. It was them. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, like, look Get at the all blame. the, look at all the sacrifices that Ugh. I made. Yeah. Because they were so, one of them was so sick and they were so, right? But the, on the flip side, what it also says is that here is a man who had taken stock of how broken his girlfriends were. Like mm-hmm. he clearly understood and knew how broken they were. And then instead of addressing that in a healthy manner, he manipulated them. instead, like he clearly, it's almost like he went, these are, this is the list of things that I targeted, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, except I'm going to present them in a way that you feel bad for me for having Wait, to do no, with we it. Don't. Can, can we talk about what the thumbnail for this is? <laughs> the, the picture, <sighs> the picture on his blog that leads this is a picture of two of the girls that are both accusing him of inappropriate behavior, making out at, like well, that, kissing, going to kiss. Okay, yes, they're kissing. Right. Like that is an excuse. Like, well, look, they're kissing. Yeah. I, it must mm. be fine. No. I actually felt like it was him bragging, like, look, uh, uh, I had look, two girls moving okay, out in front this, of me. This whole statement is is a weirdly bragging statement. You know, it he's is. like, look at look at all these things I did and look at all this. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to get it's into it. It's even look at how much I loved them. Right. Oh, yeah. my gosh, guys, are we going to get it, doxxed for doing this podcast? Oh my God, <laughs> That'd whatever, be so great. Whatever. <laughs> um, but like 
my my favorite, and I say favorite in the like, yes, I understand. Ironically, this is the stupidest thing I've ever read, and I want to punch right. him in the face. Um, is is when uh, he says that he talked to his lawyer right before po- you know, like his lawyer looked this over. I guarantee, no lawyer no. <laughs> no. would tell him. You know what's a good idea? Victim blaming <laughs> <laughs> again. My day job is writing crisis right. statements. <laughs> I and that are approved by. A legal team. Right. I can tell you, uh, I mean, unless his lawyer is like Bob, the guy who's in the apartment upstairs that is like. Uh, I think his lawyer's into it. <laughs> he's, he's in on it. And he's part of the problem. If a real lawyer looked at this, they need to look at that lawyer. Yeah. They need to dig up his basement because there's bodies there. Yeah. Maybe literally. Some, somebody said something about it might be a Weinstein's lawyer. <laughs> you know, yeah. as, a, as a crisis communicator, like. Any lawyer worth their salt in crisis communication would have said either don't do this, don't post anything, just just walk away. Or they would have issued a very short like uh, we are we're not going to issue a statement. It would have been a no statement statement. Yeah. Right. Right. In- instead, like to do this where it was like, it's not me, guys. It's not. It's all these sexy girls I had sex with. Right. You know, and that, cause that's really what he wrote. I'm going to man, I'm going to mansplain to all of you how I wasn't a sexual abuser. (laughs) Something else we talked about earlier when we were discussing this letter was that if either one of us, especially me or Ryan, but really any of the three of us were being accused of things like this, we would be mortified. Mm -hmm. We would feel not just horrible as in, well, if you are, I can't believe I'm being accused of this, but also what have I done to make them feel this way about me? Right. Right. What can I do to fix this? A normal, and I, I mean normal in a healthy way, like a healthy, normal person who is honestly not intentionally guilty of these sorts of accusations would be mortified. Would be mortified. He, there is no semblance Mm-mm. of of mortification in him at all. No, the, like he, he doesn't. Even, even if I felt like I did not do this, I am totally innocent. You Just can, the idea, like, did I, like, well, I did hug that girl at the convention. You was, could, was, you can write, you can was write. She a okay statement. with it? Yeah, you <laughs> can write a statement that says that very much says I adamantly, I adamantly declare that I do not believe that I. Am a sexual abuser, and I am terribly sorry if something I did, uh, you know, ever gave ever the gave impression that, that impression. Right. I I feel terrible that I may have done something to make you feel like I was disrespectful to you. There are ways to write this that oh, that are not. Hey, I got the tattoo on my forearm of all of your medical problems because that's how much I love you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> If someone has done that in a loving way, first of all, okay, that's fine. If that's what you're into, you'd be well, you'd be much better off to take a piece of paper and write those things down. We were talking off air about how, like, if something ever happens to me, I want Ryan to make a character sheet. Right. With all of my medical, you know. Under merits and flaws, I would put down, like, my character sheet, like, flaws, diabetic. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) These are the medicines I take. This is, you know. That's the first gross thing that happened this week. So gross. Now, the second gross thing that's happened this week was Matthew McFarland uh, and and somewhat his wife. So Matthew McFarland has been accused of uh, being a child predator um, and then working to sort of cover it up. He 
has a long history of uh, of So he worked on Changeling 20, right? He he worked on... He was Mm -hmm. the developer for Changeling 20. Right. He's worked on... He he won an Ennie for writing demos for Vampire the Requiem and Mage the Awakening. Uh, He was the lead developer on the Dark Ages game line for a few years. Um, he, he worked on, uh, chill, right? Wow. The, that's the one he, that's isn't that his game? That's from growling door games. That's yeah. his company. Right. Uh, and then, and his wife has, you know, big credits there as well. And so it's, uh, <laughs> it's a name. He's, it's his, a real big name. His name is all over a lot of books, even more books than Zach S. Right. And, uh, um, and, and that's come out and, I guess, you know, unlike Zach S., uh, Matthew has, uh, this is, I I offer no praise about this, but Matthew has handled it with a bit more dignity, I guess. He is just going away. He's removed himself from some role-playing game development lists that he's been a part of and things like that. He is just, he is just going away. My understanding is that privately in some direct messages with group moderators, he has said, yes, I've done things that I'm not proud of and I'm going away. Wow. He he and his wife have closed the the company doors like growling door. Growling door is done. Is, is done. Uh, drive through RPG is not working with them anymore. There is, uh, I believe Onyx path is, Onyx Path, I guess, stopped working with him yeah. like a year ago. But now there's there's also some talk of the like, well, if Onyx Path was stopped working with him a year ago because of these kinds of accusations, why are we just now hearing them? It's um, a difficult I, it's industry. It's a tough thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. It's a business decision, and maybe they made the wrong one. But we weren't behind closed doors, so right. I can't comment. Well, on Well, there's it. also you know when you run a business, there's legalities in when you terminate an associate. You right. know, when you and there could be a contractual here. issue too, right? So you you may not be able to speak about something, right? But but he's not to defend Onyx Path because we don't know. That's right. what we're really saying. He he, uh, but he, and I don't mean to be making him sound like a good person for just no. going Mm-mm. away either, because that is not what I'm, I'm glad saying. that he is. I'm just saying he's not issuing gross statements about it, right? That's is, true. Is what I, that's all I'm trying to to get at is is that he and his wife are just going away, and there's accusations against his wife, Michelle Lyons McFarland. Uh, because she was president of the IGDN, the Independent Game Designers right. Network. One of the other gross parts about the the McFarland thing is that he and his wife were both big proponents for inclusivity and diversity in gaming, especially in the LGBTQ kind of crowds and stuff. And uh, and so it's particularly slap in the face worthy. Um, you know, one of his acu- at least one of his accusers is is trans. One of his victims is trans. You know, it, it's well again another gross thing. It can, it circles back around to abusers seek out communities so that they can hide within them and be safe there. They have more victims, and and the the more that the community itself is victimized by general society, the better a place for them to hide. Right, because they know that people will ignore accusations because they assume that it's just another person bashing on a member of their community. Right. Well, I I say we're done. Between the issues that White Wolf had that, you know, where they ended up hearing, they heard it and closed White Wolf Publishing and moved those licenses to other game companies. Zach S. has been basically essentially, it appears to be blackballed from the industry. Same with, with McFarland and, and his wife and stuff. I, it is my... My true belief and hope that this is this is us and our and our industry finally saying enough. I, I hope. 
Well, at the very it's, least. It's got to be. Right. Well, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I know that I come at this from a different angle than you guys. I mean, as, as a woman, right. you know. We're not a woman. Yeah, you know, and, and it's. It, it is so tiring as a woman to be in any kind of society anymore. <laughs> it feels like, you know, it's just like, it's like, you know, you click on your Facebook and you're like, what's going to come up now? You know, who's who's molesting who now? What's, you know, and it's this terrible thing. You know, so as a woman, it's time. As a parent, you know, oh, like, this I, is horrible. Like, there's part of me that's like, I don't want my, I don't want Dakota gaming because there's terrible people out there. Well, and I realize that there's terrible people in every, you know, so like, you can't do that. It makes me mad, you know, especially this last dude, the McFarlane, whatever his name the, is. The one that was a child molester? It, yeah, you know, that's being accused of that stuff. It's like, I'm just like, you know, no. Somebody knew about this a year ago and didn't do anything? Fuck you. I don't care what your contract says or whatever the reason is you didn't do that. There are children out there that are playing these games. And you keep our children safe. That's something that I think is really important is we – I think that we as gamers especially, we – I mean we like like the three of us mm-hmm. even. We're all parents. As But as middle-aged people. That's true too, yes. We forget that like, well, we started gaming when we were 16, mm-hmm. right? And so there are 16-year-olds There's 14-year-olds. There's 14-year-olds. Yeah. There's younger than that. So I think it's it, it's – Easy for us to forget, but important for us to remember. Mm-hmm. We we have to remember that that this is part of our demographic, part of the marketing demographic of role playing games is kids, and so yeah. we and need you know to, what? We That's have a to good thing. It's it, a great it is, thing. it is. <laughs> but we have to be better for the right. <laughs> yes. You know, and, and going on, not not quite as much as the parent thing, because obviously that's, the sure. mo- you know, it's always the most important thing. But, like, as a game runner, that also makes me mad, too. Because, you know what, when I run a game for somebody, in a, in a sense, all of my players, I'm, I need to protect my players. Right. right. So, you know, so it makes me mad on three levels, all of this stuff. Part of the reason I've been quiet is because, like, I'm trying to not be a raging monster. It's okay right. to be a raging and, monster and I just, about like, this. Oh, <laughs> raging like, monsters make good ratings. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, like, well, let me tell you something about – okay, so I work with a, a young lady now that is in her very early 20s. And, and she's a raging monster? Well, you know. Stop. <laughs> just, uh, and – I was like, man, this person is into a bunch of stuff that people that are into LARP are into. I should invite her to a game. Yeah. And I was, you know, like there's a, she's into Fallout. So we were looking at a Fallout LARP uh, that runs somewhere, I want to say, in South Carolina that looks really cool. And then I was looking at LARP Salt posting the other day. And they had that picture of the girl with the hot dogs being thrown in her face. And it's like, first, first game for a woman. <laughs> and I thought, holy shit! How many times have I actually seen that? Yep. Somebody, uh, a young, I attractive say, I woman, have, shows up I a have game. Never <laughs> seen hot dogs thrown at a game. Well, I've seen you have not dogs. lived. Seen, no. <laughs> They're always thrown at me, though. Yeah, I've certainly seen the metaphor. That's because you dog haven't though. showed up to game yeah. and dragged before. <laughs> yeah, he has. It wasn't pretty. Yeah, uh, I did. Well, nobody threw hot dogs at me. <laughs> no, that's because you look like your grandma with I, a beard. <laughs> it was okay. bad. But back to serious. I thought. Should I, should I, should I introduce her? Just leave her out of this unsafe Just leave her community? out of it. Is it Save safe her. to bring her in? Because I think it's something she would be into, but would, it, one there, day if something happened, what would I feel like? There is a reason women go to the bathroom in pairs. 
For safety. For it's safety. crazy. And the fact that, like, you go, well, if I take her to LARP, do I need to make sure I'm with her? Or do I need to make right. sure she's got to tell her to bring a friend? Yeah, you know, do like, I feel comfortable doing that? You know, and you shouldn't have to. Mm-hmm. Mm. And mm. you know what? LARP has been great to me. I met my wife at a LARP. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I've met most of my lifelong friends at LARP, and I've had a great time role-playing over the years. But I'm a white man, and while... I try never to be that guy that people describe as a white man. You are a white dude. I am dude. safe because of that. Yeah. Right. I am almost certainly never going to have any of those things happen to me. Now, I I do know some men who have went through things like this before. I I had a stalker. I, I'm in all seriousness. I've had a, yeah. I had a stalker who flew across the country to show up at my doorstep when I lived in L.A. Wow! Right? It's you know it, there are funny pieces to that story, but, but it's still scary. It's still scary. Mm-hmm. Stalkers um, kill people, right? Yep. You know, men and women stalkers, right? I bring that up not not to brag or anything like that. I only bring that up to say that like that is a tiny piece, right? Of of what what women have to deal with. But I experienced just enough of it personally to know how horrific this must be to have all these huge to do it other, every day <laughs> and, and have other pieces of it, too. Like women don't just get stalked, but they get all of these other things as well. And it's and it's got to stop. It's fucking scary. Yeah. Yep. So we believe that these folks are fucking assholes and we're glad that they're done and that they're out. And, and we want more of them to be out. Right. Because there are almost certainly more out there. So for just a minute, let's talk about how, how this trickles down to our own behaviors as as gamers and game runners and, and things. One of the things that I saw was some uh, – they were some, some social justice advocates who were upset. Uh, they didn't feel like drive through RPG went far enough. They wanted to see everything these folks touched just be deleted and gone. But I want to encourage folks to not do that right now. This is the first time where we have finally seen the role-playing game industry begin to react in the ways that we want them to behave. It's a big ship. It's going to take a little bit of time to turn. Big ships turn slow. Mm -hmm. This is not the time for nothing to be good enough. So what you're saying is... I'm saying this is the time where we need to make sure that Drive-Thru RPG and Dungeons & Dragons and White Wolf and Onyx Path, this is the time when we show them that we want this reaction in the future and more and better. This is the time now more than ever where we should be celebrating that these reactions are finally starting to happen. Yeah. Yes, we need to be dissatisfied maybe that they're not enough, right? And we need to not stop fighting until the reactions are enough. But let's. this is not the time to accidentally make these companies go, no matter what we do, it's not enough. So we just won't do anything next time because that can happen. We need to show them, Hey guys, yes. When somebody is accused of something, we want you to believe the victim. We want you to blackball them and kick them out of your company and we'll support you when you do it. Yeah. I think that's fair. I mean, to me, removing everything that they're the primary on is certainly makes sense. Yes. Uh, telling everybody who's playing Dungeons and Dragons right now that one of the playtesters was a bad person, therefore we're going to throw the whole game out. Maybe that's too much, right? So, well, because you're hurting a lot of other people, then 
Right. So it's difficult. It's like how many movies were made by the Weinstein Company by people who were nothing, they did nothing wrong and had no idea. And so while, you know, you're going to have weird feelings about anything that contributes to that company, it's not just those two guys. I also think, though, it's important that instead of focusing on the past, that we focus on the now and the future. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we don't buy anything that has any of their names on it now. Because, right, whether, it's whether it's a, we all know now. Yeah, now that we all know, even if they're just a little play tester or but they just knew. did a, a little thing, do buy nothing with their names on it now. Absolutely. This nothing, is how we... Nothing produced from this point forward right. with their names on yes, it. Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, you know, like, this is, this is how we sh- show them with our dollar. Mm-hmm. Right. If you put them welcome in to capitalism. Well, <laughs> this is our chance. This this is you use what tools you have, and right. this is a tool. Right. You can boycotts are extremely effective, mm-hmm. especially for things like this, where you can draw a very hard line of oh, you use this person as a playtester again after you knew. Yeah, for sure. No, no chance of denying. Well, and then no, I'm not going to buy D and D sixth edition or whatever it is. Right. And <laughs> to the companies out there, no, at this point, this is this is the time to look and go. You know, where there's smoke, there's fire. Right. Maybe they've these people have never been positively, clearly with huge amounts of evidence proven to be. They've never been convicted. These terrible people. But if thirty people have all said that they're a bad person. Just be safe and go somewhere else. Find someone else. Mm-hmm. Well, here's another thing. If if you're a company and for whatever reason you listen to our podcast, thank you. <laughs> but also, just as a general call, clean house. Right. And Figure out. We there. I understand that it's really hard to pick out all the uh, the predators in your midst. They're good at it. But if you've got people on your staff that may be a problem in the future, you need to look at them. All right, so I want to talk about something a little more complicated now for just a second right here at the end. All right. Okay? I, so we talked about this some off the air. This is really tricky, right? Right. I don't want – I want when we have this conversation, I want to be very clear that this is not at all about diminishing victims in any way, shape, or form. Okay? But right now, there are a lot of people who are players who are also wanting to clean house. Do I throw away my changeling book? What is our reaction – you know, to that. So, for example, if uh, with with Matthew, he was the developer for Changeling 20, mm-hmm. right? I'm sure that there are going to be Changeling 20 supplement books still coming out that maybe he was not the developer for. Right. But you can't play any of those without that core book. Yeah. So what do you do? So what do you do? Right. There I are, think it's complicated. I've Very seen, personal. I've seen people who have said, well, now I need to take all of these books to my used bookstore and sell them off and get rid of them because I don't want them on my shelf. I think that's very tricky because you're saying this is tainted. No one should use it. I'm going to get money from it. Right. And I'm <laughs> going like to give it to somebody I've, else. Right. Like, some other person that's poor can instead. It's like passing off a cursed object. Like, right. like if you really think it's that bad, selling it is not the answer. Trashing it is the only to me, it's I, the only answer. I think that's – I agree with that. But I also think it's really complicated. He was the lead developer. He didn't write all the book. Right. I don't want him to get any money from it. But here's the deal. He He's already, already gotten the money from it. Right. I, it's already on your shelf. Right. He already got yeah. his don't share. Don't rebuy it. Like, you're like <laughs> that's, the, that's really how you, you get them, guys. This is how – Don't is spend how, any more money. Don't it's, give them any more money. I, I would say, like, for me, what, it's, what it tells me is – if I need a, a second 
copy of the Changeling 20 book because I'm running a game of it and I just realized I need a second core book, right? Maybe I don't. My cho- well, or maybe I buy it at the used bookstore. Right. So that I know that that money is not going into his pocket. Sure. It's a, is it a little unfair to Onyx Path who may not have known you know, this about him when they hired him for that position? Maybe it is. But I think that we all want to put our dollars in, in places that align with our values. Well, also, if as consumers we make it clear that our choices are going to be dictated by, to a certain extent, the, the, the ethical and moral behavior of the people who sell the books, who create the books, then they will look to people who align with our values. Maybe it's time... Maybe it's time there's a morality clause in contracts for role-playing game designers and yeah. writers. If you touch kids, you're fired. <laughs> Obviously. But even and you never get any money, right? That's the part yeah. I was going to say is maybe maybe we need to start having a morality clause that just that says something to the effect of if, you know, if if these sort of things come out against you, then you will your name will be removed from the yeah. book and I think that's you'll huge. no longer get money from it. No royalties. You know what, as a consumer, that would make it a lot easier uh, for I, me. I love the idea of striking their name from the book. The one question, the the one tricky part, and this would be something that somebody, a lawyer or somebody who makes a lot more money than I do would have to suss out, but mm-hmm. is this idea of, well, well what constitutes uh, proof? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, that I, I don't That's have the, the answers lawyers. to that. That's right. why we have lawyers. Right. Uh, which is not to say that we shouldn't believe victims. No, I, I think that there's a... But, but you can believe you, victims and also allow someone to prove their innocence. I right. mean, there's there's room there, uh, but in case, there's so many cases where it's so clear-cut is the issue, and we still ignore right. it. Or or they've been accused a hundred times. Right. <laughs> At some point, Bill Cosby is guilty. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and we can never watch the Cosby show anymore, Ever. no matter how important it was to us Ever. as children. He makes me so mad. <laughs> he does. Alright, let's go, let's go to Game Rap. This is like the most angry podcast. It's I've okay. Ever this on. is an angry subject. I'm glad you were sharp this week. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We should have uh, done some sh- when she was sick, though, and she wouldn't have been able to turn her filter on. Yeah, but then uh, you would have. But then she'd you would have. Like, Listen here, you motherfuckers. I'm coming for it you. It would have just been me sobbing. You bastards, all of you. But, that would have tur- but then it would have turned into Ryan and Jason mansplaining toxic masculinity. <laughs> oh, no, 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 we're, we're not, not doing that. that. That's no. not a good show. No, no. it isn't because that's going to end up with us divorced. No. <laughs> Wait, you and Jason are married? Well, surprise. Shh. Game wrap. Welcome to Game Wrap. Thanks for listening to this episode. Uh, we want to just let everybody know that you can find us at honorrollpodcast.com. We are also on Stitcher, iTunes, and all sorts of other places where you might like to find podcasts to, to listen to. Yes. We're, we're also on Twitter, at honorrollpodcast. And you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash groups slash honorrollpodcast. And you can send us an email at hosts... At honorrollpodcast.com. And of course, finally, if you want to get free stuff and help keep the show running, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash honorrollpodcast. 
So let's go ahead and give up some experience points, shall we? Give them up. Yeah, I'm going to give them up. Well, he's only got so many. Yes, true. He's got to give them away. It's like a a pool. A pool? Yeah. Experience pool? Right. What? Uh Mm -hmm. So, uh, Jason, you get two luck points. Two luck. Okay. Okay. Better lucky than good, I would say. And you also get uh, five XP for managing to make it through this whole episode about a tough topic without saying anything really terrible. That made it on air. Right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Carrie, Mm -hmm. uh, you get five luck points. Is that for bite my tongue? (laughs) (laughs) And and surprisingly, you get 10 XP for just your uncanny ability to grit your teeth (laughs) and bite your tongue (laughs) without drawing blood. Yeah. Yeah. My jaw hurts. Oh, it's I almost said one. that's what she said. Oh! oh my gosh. <laughs> so close. Take those XP away from him. Oh, my goodness. Spend a luck point and we'll uh, let it go. Oh, uh, etiquette? Is that what you do? No. no it doesn't work luck, 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 luck. I'll spend a luck point. We're good now. Kanuga oh. next week. Kanuga. Yep. Join us at Kanuga next week, Saturday morning at 11 a.m. We're recording an episode of this. And then at 1 p.m. we are also doing a panel about how to deal with problem players. And that'll be a lot of fun. And until next time, uh, I just want to let you know that next week's topic, it, everybody's looking around. I, <laughs> I feel like this is like the end. It, it feels like the end of unusual suspects. We usually get attacked at this moment. Where everybody like looks around <laughs> and see like, what's on the bulletin board he's going to use yeah. as next week's topic. Well, you know. What could it be? I'm I don't excited know. about that idea. I just that realized he said a... unusual suspects. I yeah. did say unusual uh? suspects. I did me a couple of seconds to figure out what he was talking Wait, about. I, I still don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so what oh. we, what's next right? week's episode about? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> join us join us next week when our topic is who the fuck knows. Oh. <laughs> Until next time, uh, this is Ryan, Jason, and Carrie. And remember, the only way to win at a role-playing game is to have fun. Have fun. Have fun. And don't harass people. Or Or... Sexually abuse them? Yeah, well, I mean, it's all a blanket. It's a these things umbrella go, term. These things go without saying, and that's why I'm going to edit them out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all of the thoughts and opinions expressed on the honor roll podcast belong to just those who are here on the podcast and nobody else all of the music is courtesy of kevin mcleod at incompetech.com